Shit, two episodes, one day, 72 podcasts, man. <laughs> I'm with my nigga right here, man. Biggie, Biggie. Me again, Luis. <laughs> Shit. What's going on? What nah, you man. Find? What you been on? Just working. Living life. Living life. Hell yeah. Damn, so the topic today is going to be mainly about mental health. Uh, I know Cash probably tired of hearing that shit, but I ain't gonna lie. Like this podcast, I'm really emphasizing like the like the men's like the men's mental health awareness type of shit. I'm trying to get like different views on mental health. You know, a couple of mechanisms that may help cats. You know, or even just even if cats just want to express their emotions or feelings on here, bro. It's a safe place to do that shit. Facts. So tell tell us a little bit about yourself, family. Who is Miguel Webb, nigga? Born and raised in Willem, West Virginia. (laughs) Moved up to Columbus my freshman year. Did four years, played a little basketball. Now nigga just working. (laughs) Trying to get to that cheese. (laughs) Oh, the cheese. (laughs) Bro, so. They go basketball, (laughs) bro. After high school, when you was done playing basketball, how's that transition for you, family? Probably for the good, not have to worry about every day. Because mm. everyone knows that shit was hard doing that shit every day, especially when you was losing hella. But the bad is for sure, being with all your boys and just the high school part in general. Having basketball game nights, that shit, you always gonna miss that shit. So. Nah, real shit. I'll be doing the same shit with uh, football. I mean, you know, I'm still playing it, but uh, my high school football, that shit was, that shit was a T, right? Way better. Way better. I feel like playing with, playing like with your boys, even though you know, in the West, we were losing a lot, but like, still, but that's shit. That's what I'm saying. You still had your good times in that shit, bro. Oh. Uh, Damn. So, coming out from high school, no, not like you working. Uh, on crib, what's that transition to adulthood like? You feel me? Like you're not coming home to your mom and shit no more. And you, you, I be scared of that shit sometimes. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like that shit, it's way different. I literally just posted that on my Instagram. How you coming home to empty crib? Not even just like, I got my roommate Sean and shit, but family wise, you know, coming home, you get to see your little brother running around having fun. See my sister go annoy her, big brother things. And then obviously get to see Mama Dukes. And that's just something that you, you go through for 18 years. And then, well, 20 for me, I moved out when I was 20. But then you come home after a hard day at work or doing something. Now it's just it's you in the crib. Yeah. Especially when you don't got a girl, too. Then it's, it's major lonely. You got your roommate and shit, but at the end of the day, y'all both living y'all's own life, so it can't always be, like, buddy-buddy, all that. Yeah. But it's definitely a major difference from going home to your family by yourself. So, like you said, like, real, real uh, lonely. That's a feeling that, like, I don't know, man. Like, 
How do you feel about being alone? It's the scariest shit ever. Scary. Scary. Why you say that? That's just, as I'm alone, you mean just with nobody or? Like, uh, yeah, with nobody, just like you, bro. Like, real talk. Is like, this always me? Yeah, damn me. Shit. It hits sometimes, and then sometimes it's really us. It's like everybody always going to need somebody to want to talk to, kick it, all that. Hell yeah. Not even girlfriend-wise, anything like that. Just, you know, being with your friends. And with my friend group, all of us growing up and doing, doing this adulthood shit, it's definitely not how it used to be. Like, we all see each other every day. Yeah. We go hoop. Do some now it's some of my niggas work first shift, some of them work night shift, some of them get to school, and some just doing anything now. So it's like shit. It definitely being alone is some that comes back on that mental health on a man. Like that shit will start hitting different on you mm. because now it's really when you have something that's going on. Now you depended on yourself, bro. Like you can always call mom dukes and all that, but as a man, you feel that that pressure where you gotta stand up and do for yourself. And sometimes that's when it that's when it starts to hit a little different. But Nah, that's real talk. Um I wouldn't I wanted to emphasize like so, I know for me, I really emphasized mental health during the pandemic because that's when I was alone and I was starting to feel these emotions that I've never felt before, like having anxiety attacks where I felt like I was stuck. And like, I had to like shift or something to like get out of it. And then like my heart starts racing and shit. What was that time for you when you was like, damn, bro, I need help or like, or like mental health is real type ish? Same shit. Pandemic. Caught COVID. Mm. And being. Being in that, being inside your room for so long periodic time, that's just ass. And for some reason, it really like my fault. Well, my dealerization popped out, and it was terrible. Like I married a fur. The first time I couldn't taste or smell, I was cool. It's like you know, it's whatever. Cause I Olive Garden couldn't taste that shit. It's actually funny because me and Sean Fan have both caught it at the same time. Bam, we went to Olive Garden. Both of us are sitting by each other, and Sean's eating his food, and he he taps me, and he's like, I ain't going to lie, I can't taste this shit. Damn. You know, I'm like, shit. That's how it was to me when I got COVID. <laughs> so then my boy Eves, <laughs> this nigga was hungry as fuck. He going to grab my plate. And I'm telling him, like, bro, I wouldn't eat that shit. I was like, you going to eat it, bro. Use a different fork because I wasn't trying to tell. You know how it was. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me you got COVID. You a whole scene about that shit. Yeah, for real. Shit, Eve started going crazy on that shit <laughs> with the same fork and all. Oh, hell like, no. Nah. Fuck. He ended up catching it, but my shit started popping off for real when I was, it was my first day at Amazon. And I uh, basically was just doing work 
and out of nowhere, my body just shifted. Mm. Felt like a immediate panic attack. And then I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. And, you know, as for me, for my anxiety or when I have a panic attack, I got I to gotta talk or hear something I trust in my body. So at the time, Sean Fan was the cloak, like he's my brother, basically. I went over to him and just looked at him and tried to like calm down by talking to him. But when I looked at him, he didn't look like Sean Fannin. Mm. So when I'm looking at him and he's like, he's looking at me smiling, it's like, it don't feel right. So when he, and I felt that didn't help, I went back to my station and my phone was dead. Maybe we couldn't like so now get in I touch with cats. I can't call nobody, all that. So I do a 10 hour shift, devastated. Just so, just so out of it. And that's why I remember I went and told my mom I gotta get tested for COVID. Basically went and got it. And when I was in the emergency room, we were in the office. I remember when he came back in and told me that I tested positive. And that's when it, it shot up in the sky again, nervous. Like, this is some global shit, you know, cause everyone like, oh, I ain't gonna get COVID. Right. That shit starts spreading crazy. Now you got not a shit that even exists no more for real. Real talk. That shit's crazy. But you know, for the time being a virus and you hear that your life to lose, you just anxious and all that. So when I'm in my room, I'm just lost. You know, I'm FaceTiming people and shit, but it's not helping because everyone else got their own life to live. And when I'm in there, I'm just thinking, thinking, thinking my life over and over. Constant thoughts racing. I don't nothing's real. There was times I'm thinking I'm getting up and about to go grab these bottle of pills and just take them mm. just because I'm not trying to feel like this no more. But one thing that really helped me was one, Ebes. I'll shout out some people that really helped me through my. There was Ebes. He FaceTimed me the whole time. Cause we both had it, so we both was doing the uh, quarantine together. Girl named Kara Shani, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Me and her started talking when I uh, went through COVID, and she she probably don't even know, but she was a huge help. Cause we was falling asleep on the phone, and just it made me feel comfortable. But for real, for real, the two most people that really helped me the most was my mom and sister, like. Made sure we was both, we was all, my sister got it too. My sister was quarantined with me too. My whole house had it. Mm. So everybody's quarantined and it's like, they both was there for me because I was, I was no cap, I was calling my mom crying. Like, I don't know what's just going on. Like I'm, I can't feel myself. And it's like, damn. And it hurts because then it's like, damn. And it's still like, Still going on to this day, you feel me? Like, it's definitely something I go through every day. And I obviously pick, there's obviously them times where it's worse and times best. And it's like, a deliration shit is crazy. But it took me, it took me a whole month to get out the crib. <laughs> Total depression, bro. That's crazy, cause I, um, man, during the pandemic, bro. And- Trying to trying to get out the crib, um, 
the realization. I want to tap into that because that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never met someone who who felt that just like me. Mm-hmm. And you know, if cats do like, they be like, yeah, like you're like I felt it, but it was like a little bit. Right. But cats ain't really been through like you. You wake up every day, you feel like, damn, like is this shit it's real? real. It's facts. Like, but and like you, you, you constantly questioning every thought. Everything in the world, like it, there was times where I looked at my own mother and I'm like, damn, like, are you even real? Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. And like that shit swooped me out. Um, uh, that shit held me back doing a lot in life. Like, there was times where I didn't recognize the, the people who were the closest to me, even my, even my own girlfriend. I didn't even recognize her sometimes. I was just like, damn, bro, like, is this shit real? So going through questioning your thoughts every day and. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. For you to feel like that, like, shit. I want to say that I'm proud of you for even still going, bro, because that shit is hard to live with, bro. Yeah, bro. What, um, I want to know, like, have you taken any steps to, well, like, has it, has it gotten better over time or have you taken any steps to, you know, better your mental health and, and, yeah. and, and how you think? Yeah, it's, it's definitely got way better than what it was. But I I figured that I have went to the doctor and I am I am diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Mm. But it ain't the crazy thing where it's I'm 24/7 all the way down. It's it sounds like a little bit of bipolar, but it's more, you know, something in my life don't go as well. Now that don't feel right, then it, I get jumped back to this dealerization. Now shit's shaking. I'm feeling like it's about to come, but I've taught, I've kind of taught myself how to not freak out with dealerization. Like, like a lot of people that know me is like when I'm eating, sleeping, or even my friends know, like if I turn on Family Guy, that means I got high anxiety. And for some reason, like, Family Guy is something that that calms you down. Every and I feel like that's what could help a lot of people. They realize when you have anxiety and you're suffering from that dealerization, you have a you have something in your life that will calm you down. Like I met lots of different people where certain things. Like I knew a girl. I told her to watch YouTube. She told me she didn't like she didn't like hearing voices and stuff. It would make her. She like she like coloring or playing a game. Yeah. And there's a lot of different things like shit. Some people smoking, smoking weed. That's what they gotta do to make yourself feel more like that. Or people need to be by their friends. I'm more of a person, my brain needs distracted, so they don't have time to think about all that. But it's definitely gotten better. I have had bumps in the road where it's it's definitely hard, but that's life in general. Shit, that's everybody's about to go through up and down. Hell yeah, that's real. Shit, that shit. Oh, mental health is just so crazy, bro. Because as kids, we don't really realize how important that like, Man. like we don't really realize how important this ish is. In middle school and stuff, my coaches always told me that, you know, 80% of the game is mental and 20% is physical. 
Right. Man, whole time, I'm like, man, fuck that. But like, shit, I'm big body. You know? Exactly. I'm a dog, some shit. But at the time, you know, we kids, we're not really thinking about what really goes on in life that's mental. As I grew up, I realized that everything is mental, bro. Like, that's why, that's why like, I feel like mental health is like a big key to be happy and, and, uh, enjoy your life because if you really think about it, bro, like, if you're not right in your head and you're down and shit and you can't really sit there and enjoy just being like by yourself exactly. or like just be around like your surroundings, then how you gonna really enjoy your life, you know? When you're constantly going through a a battle in with yourself twenty four seven. Exactly. So man, going through that is not nah, like that's real for shit. For us men to admit that yeah, like that should actually be going on with us and shit, but not not everybody is tough and tough and solid mentally. Right. Niggas still got work to do. So it's not like we about to be Shit, bro, rock yeah. hard mentally and stronger than ever, but we can get to that point. It's just a process of working. Yeah, that's and that's the thing about men mental health. It's like as a man you feel you gotta be stronger. You know, like they're shaped the girls, but when they have their mental things now, it's more other things, like maybe not getting away or like small. Some of men get in mental states because we want to push ourselves to a certain limit and we get in ourselves in our heads because like, yeah, I didn't reach that goal or I'm not good enough. And that that's one thing about me. I don't I don't like this. I don't like people to see me struggle and mm. struggle or even with the mental stuff like me personally, when I when I get into moods and stuff, I like to distance myself. I heard you. That's- because I don't want to... I'm always the person that people came to talk to. And that's the crazy thing. Like, I'm people calling me, talking to me about their lives and stuff. And, you know, I'm always there for them. Yeah. And they don't even know I'm, I'm going to be dying inside. So it's hey, like... Shit. <laughs> that's real. So it's like... I'm already dying inside, but giving other people this info to help them when I haven't even tried to info myself. And that's because I was always running into, you know, and then really think mental problems was a thing. Like, man, I was just, just the other day, bro, I was just, well, not just the other day, but when the school year was there, I was driving home from work and I seen a, I seen a school bus and I seen this little kid that's looking out the window. And I thought to myself, I was like, damn, man, like, that really used to be me. Real looking, talk. Looking outside the window, going home and got nothing to worry about. About to go home, go outside, play the video game or do something. Real talk. Nobody's, now when I go home, damn, there's a rent paid electric, holding my car payment up to do. Oh, shit, I need this. Fuck, I need an oil change. Damn, I need to start working out and my body's not looking good. When I'm gonna get a girl, you got all this shit racing in your head, and that's where the mental starts to hit. Is because, just like your coaches always say, it's always mental. Yeah, you felt like that. You felt you were doing bad because you're not, but really not. You're doing bad because you're overthinking something or real talk this. And now that's what this stuff is. We just overthinking something like this instead of like, you know, like 
write it down when your rent or something's due. Make sure your money's managed well. That's something I'm struggling with right now. Money that's management. Something, yeah, that's something I really need because I'm an adult now, basically. Like, yeah. got my own shit, all this. And that's where I really find my struggles because, like, I'm trying to do so good at such a young age. And I always got people telling me, like, bro, you're only 21. You don't need to. You're doing good for yourself. But at the same time, I, I don't feel that. But that's just like somebody in basketball or football. Hell yeah. Like, damn, bro, you got all these offers. Like, you cool. Like, but no, nah, like, that's what a lot of cats don't get. Like, yeah, you got the offers. Shit. You got that offer, but when you got there, why'd you sit on the bench so much? Mm. You feel it's like, does it, a man, a man want to achieve so much better because that's just how men are. Like, I don't want to be, I want to be the nigga with the best car, most money, all that. Like, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's not about that, but that's how I get myself up every morning to go to work or. You feel me? Everyone has to have their little. That's your why. Yeah, well, your why. But yeah, that that shit's crazy. Even think about just from my prime years. I feel like that I really loved my peak of happiness was middle school, bro. Hey, I go out. <laughs> I said the same shit two episodes ago, bro. Like, I mean, yesterday I did. I said, bro, like middle school was like that was the best two years of my life. <laughs> Like really it's cool. crazy because here I didn't know in Ohio it was two. Oh, in shit. West Virginia it was six to eight. Mm. So I had three years in middle school, you know, like, and it's crazy to think, man. You walking in a sixth grade, you see some eighth graders. They look like the big dogs, like. Man, you telling me? And then, at a snap of the finger, damn, the sixth graders looking at me. But then you know, you're not even thinking that, but it's just now just recapping on what it looked like. But then you get the then you get the high school. High school is still cool. Like, you know, middle school is just like nothing to worry about for real. Like easy school. Everyone's having fun. No one depression, anxiety, that shit don't even exist. It's and that's cr- the crazy thing to think about. Like, I don't even the first time I think I've heard about depression or anxiety was maybe my junior or senior year. Mm. And it's crazy to think about is because like I want my whole life and that's what that's what sometimes I question myself like how at a young age or when you were in high school, why was it so hard to not think about stuff like this? Like why is the depression and anxiety coming out of nowhere when it's like, damn, this is the time I really don't need it because like now I'm an adult. Everyone's you know, as a high schooler, you you did this shit, but there was certain other stuff you want to do. You didn't want to have a curfew. All this. Now that you're older, you can be out having fun, doing all this other stuff. Real talk. But then it's like, now you stop because, hold on, I don't feel right in the head like, let's take this. And now you're laying in the bed somewhere. You know, and it's, it's crazy to think about because you really wasn't thinking about that as a kid. And then now you are. And it just hits way different. I think my first time hearing about uh, depression was middle school. And, 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 you know, we all went to, I mean, I don't know if we all did, but we all went to a school where there was some chicks or some cats cutting themselves and shit. Not facts. And, like, the whole time, bro, like, we low-key, like, 
Loki like, bro, he's sick in the head or he's crazy or yeah. like, he's just weird. But then we weren't in their shoes. You feel me? But when you get in them shoes and you like, damn, like, nigga, I feel terrible, bro. Like the like, like the world, like, bro, like I just wanna die type shit. Yeah, bro. But it's crazy that Cats was feeling like that in middle school at such a young age. Age, age. Where we was careless at that point. But there was Cats that was actually feeling like that. And like. Yeah, and that shit. I feel like all that shit is coming from. That's the one thing why I like that bullying and all that is so, so real. Like, movies says be stereotypical because they ain't talking about shoving people in a locker. But. Yeah. Some real like, because like, like you said, when they was cutting herself. We all thought that was like emo or yeah. devil type stuff. Real talk. All the time, no, this motherfucker hurt, bro. And we didn't see it. We man. didn't see it. And some cats I knew was making fun of these people. Like I knew, I knew the early signs of someone cutting themselves or something. Like they wore a lot of bracelets mm. to cover up their scars, or you know. And it's like, and it hits different for. I feel like, I feel like there is two type of different like depressions or. It's really like it's all different. It's all type of depression. You can get depression from anything, and it's, that's what's so crazy about it. Some cats, you know, they said they ain't depressed or some, but I watch a lot, lot of cats that said they wasn't depressed. One thing happened in their life, and they've called me back and said, like, "No, I'm, I'm look, I was depressed about that." Nah, that's oh. Thinking about that, um, I low-key want to get into like the hidden signs of the hidden signs of um depression and and about like ignoring it mm-hmm. and when to ask for help. When do you feel like casually like ask for help or go to a therapist or or like actually like you know get tested or. For this ish, man. I feel like, and that's the thing coming back to is that was my one thing when people would talk to me about the mental. I can tell you things that can help or this, but only you truly know when it's time. You know, like mm. I feel like if that if that the question in your life comes part of your uh, come across your head. I, I feel like you should call a therapist or, you know, when I was, when I was in my room, my mom was asking, uh, she wasn't asking me what she was, uh, I was asking her, should I check myself in? But you know, like all that shit's in your head. Like it literally, it all comes back to mental, like mental health is definitely a serious topic and depression is, but a lot of it is all mental in your head. Like you really not. You really feeling like that, but you can stop. And I feel like as soon as you feel like you're mental for real, in my eyes, talk to somebody, you know, find something that can help you relieve from this or straight up tell your parents or, you know, don't wait on it. Don't, I don't, I don't want to suggest doing it by yourself. Mm. It's, it's too hard, like, and that's why I feel bad sometimes, like, that's why I always got to answer my phone, you know, and all that, because everyone, a lot of people looked out for me when I had my depression state, and 
my dealerization. I'll talk to anybody for hours and shit about what could help them because I've been through and I don't want someone to go through. Man, that's a big thing to me too, you know, helping like a lot of cats and we don't really want we don't want to hear about death and hear about um, a cat killing himself or mm-hmm. just committing suicide because because that mental battle became so overwhelming. Um, I really want to know, like, did you ever take a break from helping cats to really focus on you? Yes, and most, take care of you. Most definitely. There's been times like I've had people tell me that I'm acting different, or. Mm. And, you know, it's and it used to hurt me because I'm somebody like I really like I really could sit there and talk to anybody. But also it wasn't I started to see it, but I did start to see that when I got out of when I got out of the quarantine and shit. I had my I had my boys to talk to. But, you know, like when you with your boys and shit, like sometimes you don't want to be soft in front of them. Like. Yeah. You don't want to talk about your mental health and all that. And when I wanted to talk to people, in my head it felt like there was nobody there for me. So then that's when I turned my back, like Ross says, uh, world turned their back on me, so I turned my back on them. Like That's what I had to do, just for a little bit. You know, like, I'm still here and there talking to people, but it's not. It, it feels like I'm giving them dry information, because at the same time, I'm trying to I'm trying to improve myself. Yeah. And I, it might sound selfish, but always worry about yourself first. And, and like, not saying that as like, just think selfishly, but you got to make sure yourself is I before anything else, because there's examples. Like if you're not happy, you can't get in a relationship and think that's going to turn. Mm. It's going to turn everything around. But how can I how can I make you happy if I'm not happy myself? Or joining or football. Just like with like being in shape or something. How can I help the team if I'm not in shape or even with my mental health? How how can I help if I'm not mentally stable to play the game right now? Or Real talk. Go to work. You know, like I'd be at work. I started liking work because people there made me laugh and it's like, you know what, like I'm fucking with this like they make you forget what's going on in your head. And football's like that too, but I in basketball and like and I know there's cats like my personal best friend, he lost his dad at, when he was a freshman. Carried himself carried himself by himself all the way up to senior year, got him a D one offered play he played at Youngstown. He caught he had some bad moments up there. He had gotten into some mental issues. He dropped out. Mm. Now it's, and he wouldn't care that I'm saying this shit, but he went through a bad state where basketball wasn't something he wanted to do anymore. But, you know, he's talking to me every day. And he's someone, like, he's my best friend because, like, we knew each other since fourth grade all the way up to now. So now we both know, oh, he's feeling this type of way or something like I'm telling him how I'm really feeling. And now he's like, he's not really comparing it, but he's putting like, damn, bro, you really, you really going through some much more shit than me. And 
Otani, he's a little depressed because of some shit that's going in basketball. Yeah. As a man, he wants to he wants to be so much better than everybody. And then now he's not getting as he felt he's worked hard and the coach is not showing him. Fucks with your head is like, what am I doing wrong? All this. And you know, everyone, like with my boy, he had maybe a four or five month where he didn't play basketball. He focused on his mental health. He got right, started talking to his mom, all this shit. Came back. Text me, text me like on this date, not missing the gym, nothing. On that day, called him to see if he was he, he kept his word. My boy's in the gym three times a day, every day. He's waking up at five o'clock in the morning. We FaceTime each other while I'm on my way to work. He's on his way to his first workout. He does that. He's at a JUCO school right now. Not, not saying that it was about to be a Cinderella story where right. he came back and he went D1 straight out of the thing. Right. But it's showing you he went through a depression state and got himself back up. And he got somewhere where he needed to be. It's not about the major, major steps. It's a step. Like, focus on yourself. Can you, can you go a day? without freaking out mm. you know like that's how i was in COVID. like this one day it was longer i'm feeling good all right now i'm back in the dealerization and each day i'm progressing so it's a step-by-step step. like when i was uh, when i was in a financial hole my first into like how do i pay all this off how do i pay 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 off and the one thing i was and i had this one thing i was missing was consistency I was calling off work, all this, and I'm wondering, like, bro, where's my money, all this? Took one step, go to work every day. Take a step from thinking, don't think about everything right. What's one step you can do right there, then one step next, and one step next? And that's what I did, start going to work every day. Get them full checks that you need. Now, okay, now that you're going every, every day to work, what's the next step? All right, what's the most important things I need paid off? And what do I need to save to do all this? It's steps and steps. And that's the same thing with mental health. Like, okay, what's something that might be hurting my life or it's giving me all this depression and shit? Maybe you got to put the liquor down or stop mm. smoking. Maybe I need to get out of this toxic relationship. Maybe it's dragging me down. Maybe this job's dragging me down. You got to find that stuff that's... And you'll know it right then and there. About the drinking and uh and the smoking part. See, my thing with that is like, I mean, I understand like the weed and stuff with weed. Right. Weed definitely does calm you down, but like the uh, drinking part, I really feel like most cats be like getting fucked up because they try to escape from something. And you escaping in the wrong thing, bro. Real talk. Yes. I don't drink or smoke personally. And I'm not saying it's not a terrible thing. Right. But me personally, why I don't drink or smoke is because of my anxiety and shit. Like, I've had multiple freakouts or panic attacks smoking weed, and I've had it drinking. You know, I, I hang out with motherfuckers that drink, smoke. Hell yeah. And it's, I think in today's world, is it's cool to do. Like, we, we in alcohol, like, they can definitely be bad. 
but it can be bad when you start abusing it. Mm. There's drug use and drug abuse. I know cat. I know motherfuckers way more money than me. Maybe a nicer car, got their own shit, all that, and they smoke every day. I have someone. Uh, he owns a fucking um. He owns his own company. He smokes every day. That's why he calms me down, so I can get my more work done. You can't tell the cat, bro. You gotta stop smoking. Your life ain't going nowhere. Right. Shit. He's showing what his life's going on right there. But now when you now when you seeing somebody like, bro, I'm just not right in the head and all this, and then it's damn, bro, you getting high every day of your life. Damn, you drinking every day. Then you got the cash, like, bro, I'm running out of money, all this. Damn, bro, but you you smoking that. Right. You buying alcohol, like, weed and alcohol, that shit add up. Like, I don't know what alcohol prices are, but I'm like, I know what that's weed goes for. Like, yeah, that's some major cheese, like, and that's some shit, like, when you start abusing that shit, that's when it really gets bad. Because when that alcohol gets in you, that's when you start just not thinking. Alcohol definitely something that can get to the depression, but that's if you abuse it. There ain't nothing wrong with drinking with your boys or taking a drink. Hell yeah! But when you, if you get to the point where I'm sad, I'm a drink. Mm. You should catch yourself right there. That's not something you should do. Because now, now that's how alcoholics work. Alcoholics are people that can't control their drinking. And they don't have anything else going for them. Sure, I know some. I know some stable alcoholics. I know motherfuckers. I was working in this construction job. They tell me right when they get off work, they take a two to three beers. This is my foreman talking to me. Foreman making bank. So he's uh, he's using alcohol use. He drinks alcohol. Is he abusing it? Probably not. There's a difference between all that shit. And, it's... and like the role that um, I don't mean to feel like no nickheads out there, but Man. nicotine. Shit's terrible, bro. When I see a cat panicking over not finding like they breeze or or or, or just they nicotine, it kind of worries me. <laughs> Bad <laughs> for you to. Be having a full on panic attack because you can't have that hit or taste. I, I feel like that's like a because uh, my freshman year of college, I took a class called The Power of Addiction. And like, usually, but like, yo, like, usually, like, when you start start like panicking because you can't have that hit or something, that's like a first stage of like Man. addiction. That's, and my thing about vaping is I never understood like what are you smoking? Mm. I see all these videos these bitches getting charged and like you can charge it but right. I know I've seen the old vapes and shit where you put in the nicotine or something in it but all niggas smoking chemicals and y'all wonder why y'all tweaking and that's something else like is that something you need in your life? That's really what you, that's one of the biggest questions why people think this mental and all this. It's like, 
what's really in your life that could help you from getting from that mental. Like a lot of people, a lot of scientists say exercising is really good for your mental health. Being outside is good for your mental health. Getting enough sleep is good for your mental health. There's all this shit out here, bro. I've, when I was in quarantine, I'm reading, reading, reading. Man, there's motherfucking fruits out there to help with your anxiety. What fruits are there? You got bananas, cantaloupe, mm. pineapples. Pineapples is a huge one. What else is there? Just getting your getting your daily vitamins in too. They got that ashwagandha. I used to take the ashwagandha, but I stopped because it does make you feel emotional, and it's um. I don't want to take any more, but man, there's all type. I know that if you if you feel a panic attack coming, put a cold rag over your head or put your face in some ice water. That's what my counselor told me. And it's, it's all type of stuff out there. Damn. You know, control your breathing. You know, this is all the stuff that you could research and all this shit just because this is what you need to better your life. And the shit's not, the shit's not no joke. I wish the shit was a joke. No, man. I try to tell my friends all the time. Man, I, I had a fucking, I had a panic attack and fucking bulls before. Mm, all the lights and shit. All the lights jumping, people yeah. around me. Crazy. Calling my mom, tweaking. Whole time my friends is fighting. Friends is fighting. I'm over on the phone with my fucking mom. Bright ass orange hoodie on. You see me in the camera. I'm tweaked out. And you know, and it's not, I don't want people thinking like I'm just saying it. It's like, no, it's really, I really wouldn't like, let's really be serious. Why would I want to sit here and fake a panic attack or you feel fake me? got anxiety? Fuck do I look like? Like, <laughs> that was my thing too, man. Like, during during this football season in college, you know, one of my biggest triggers for my anxiety and panic attacks are like big open spaces. So like big yeah. open fields and you know, we we in the stadium every day for practice. Oh, big ass bro. stadium, open area, bro. So so like having to stand out in like the middle of the field and I'm tweaking, I'm like, I'm like, bro, like he hold me real quick, like how I lean on you or something. And niggas like they like, why is he acting like that? Like, bro, like, why is he like, he like, he tripping type shit. Exactly. I'm like, bro, why would I want to be like faking this shit? Like, bro, I'm not gonna lie. Like, niggas is going through it right now. Yeah. Like, bro, like, like, bro. Shit, boy. My my boys. Shit, Mikey most definitely. Uh, we was just um in uh North Carolina for at the beach, and uh, I need I need my family guy or I need some playing while I'm sleeping. Hates that shit. Like, bro, grow up, bro. You too fucking old to be watching YouTube while you sleeping. That shit loud. I'm gonna fuck what you say. I need <laughs> shit. I'll be at I'll be at Roosters, Buffalo Wild Wings, or something. I'll pull my phone out. The crazy thing is, I don't even watch the shit. You just want to hear it, type. I shit. just need to hear it. And it's like, and people get around me like it's crazy. Everybody knows like it's just something I do. I've had someone call me out before, like, ew, why the fuck are you watching that? It's from my anxiety, like, and it's something I need. You know, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, right. we're at a fucking restaurant, 
But would you rather me just watch this or start freaking the fuck out? You feel me? I'm already knowing what you're saying about them open fields and shit, boy. That shit. I remember I was in the beach just looking out on the ocean. I'm like, let me stop looking at this. You feel me? Man, because when I was in South Carolina on the beach, too, like, you know, like going out in the water, like, it was cool and all. But when you, like, looking far, far away, that's you be like, shit, like, hold on now. Like, shit just don't look real. Like, it's getting to that point where, like, this shit, I'm starting to hold on, calm down. But for me, like, like the open fields, um, also, like, driving at night, too, when it's just, um, I remember the one time driving back home from, from Springfield, and there was nothing but just straight playing fields on a highway, and it's dark, and there's nothing around you but just a straight highway, and you feel like there's no escape, and, like, if you stop, then you're going to be stuck there. Like, exactly. You feel me? Like, there's, like, no... No surrounding goodbye for like for you to for you to have that help. Yeah, fucking driving at night helps me though. For real? Yeah. And that's what I mean. There's certain different things people like. You do. And then the reason why I feel like that helps me is because I'm I'm distracted. I'm driving, so I gotta focus on the road. You know. But yeah, open fields, that shit gives me anxiety. I don't like Shit, being around a weed, mm. weed trips me out. Like, uh, I was ride, I ride with my boys, and like, if they do got some shit on you, I roll the windows down. You know, it's just something I need because it's like, it's what helps me. You know, some people don't like loud music when their anxiety's high. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, shit, that's why I haven't been to the, cl- the club. I don't wanna like. I wanna get over. It, you feel me? Like the club is something I need to do again. Is because my friends go out there, and I wanna have a good time. I tell people like, yeah, there be times I wanna smoke. I ain't gonna put it past nobody. I'm not. I'm not drinking or smoking because like, um, oh, I'm, I'm a goody goody. Like, nah, yeah. drugs aren't cool. Like all that. Yeah. Shit. It's like, bro. Like, I really. And why I don't do it, I don't want to ruin other people's time. Mm. Because if I do smoke and I get high, I'm like a suspect of someone. I'm about to have a panic attack. I need someone to take care of me or make sure I'm good. Fuck. Nah, that's a real talk. I wanted to, um, shit. I wanted to ask you about basketball and, and the mental health with basketball. You know, you being out there on the court, with, you know, bright lights and the crowd cheering and cats trolling and so much noise out there. Was there ever, like, a moment where, like, you felt like you were about to have a panic attack out there? Yes. Court? I literally remember, like, it's nothing. Mm. We was playing senior senior night when I was a junior. It was senior night for Westland. We was playing Central Crossing. The crowd, the crowd is filled because, you know, it's senior night. And, um... Senior night, crowds filled JV. Now I'm a junior on JV, no bake. Okay. <laughs> Shit. I'm out there. Dudes guarding me. Hit him with a double cross. I, get, I shift him. Crowd's like, ooh, ooh. Now finish the layup. Crowd going fucking stupid, like cheering, cheering. You know, I'm talking. Hell yeah. <laughs> I get back on defense. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Mm. I moves too fast. 
Yeah. But now I'm looking like, hold on, let me let me focus that in and get on my man. Yes, bro. And bro, I be thinking like, damn, bro, like do the NBA players man. And then I'm like, you know, this gym kind of small. Like, what's this gym? <laughs> yeah. Bro, like, well, like, I be seeing videos. Like, you ever seen Penn State? Like, like damn, you make a big play, bro. Cats, motherfuckers just screaming. Whole crowd screaming, bro. It's loud. Very loud. Yeah, I I recently did just have like a little minor panic attack at LA. Now I was so up to work, I was mad at myself because like it's been so long. I don't be hooping every single fucking day. So mad, I'm getting mad, frustrated, arguing with people. And to the point where my head just had enough. I started moving like I'm having a panic attack. I had to get sit down. You know, bright lights, I don't, I don't fuck with bright lights. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Now, that's something, like, it do start to, like, make me, like, ugh, what the fuck? But, yeah. I've definitely had the moments in basketball where... Damn. And it's crazy. How do you, like, keep, like... How do you get back to, like, your focus yeah. while, like, you moving funny and... You trying to feel something like that's real. You just, you know trying to grab something. Yeah, and for me, for me, it's I'll either close one eye and like some weird shit, like something that hells. I'll close one eye and then try to refocus, you know, refocus myself or think like I'll name out five things. That's something else I research. That should actually be working. Yes, bro. Look around, name five things. Look at somebody. What's their name? What color they wearing? I used to tell my uh, ex, like, oh, look, this is what, like, call me, she's saying she's freaking out. Look at stuff in your room. What's there something like? What's my name? You know, it might sound like this motherfucker crazy or something, but oh, bro. it's something, bro, because all it's doing is what people don't get is when you're having a panic attack, your, your mind is going into a flight or fear reaction. Mm. So your mind's going everywhere, like, when you smoke. I've heard that why you freak out is because of the environment you're in or you're overthinking. Overthinking is the beginning of a panic attack. And so when you're panicking, your mind's everywhere. Your mind's thinking of shit that you don't need to be thinking of. And now, okay, I'm going to break, take a breath. Okay, there's a mirror, there's weights. Your name's Dila, you're wearing a white shirt. Black shorts. Now, now it's something in your head like, "Oh, this is right." So I'm not, I'm not tripping. Yeah. You know, feel yourself. One thing that helps me now is when I I got my taste and smell back. That was the most America. That was the miracle of the whole quarantine. Man, I'm eating every day and not being able to taste shit. Day came back. I took a bite. I took a bite of a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Man, when I tell y'all I tasted that motherfucker, I ain't never something never tasted so good. Had a Gatorade. And now and then I woke up, I'm smelling shit. Mm. I'm smelling the Popeyes. I'm smelling this. And that shit's calming me down. Like cause that that was one thing why 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 I feel like the derealization is something in your life is happening that has not happened before. You know, a lot of like, and that's where it all comes from. That's from being from a child. You didn't have to worry about this. And now this is a, oh, shit, I, 
Now, that's sometimes why in high school, like you starting to have all this, oh, shit, I need these, I need these grades up to play. Yeah. Damn, damn, I need to do this. And now you at work. Bro, I'm, I'm in holes that's 10 feet, 10 feet deep, and I'm making sure this shit, make sure this shit going right, or I'm going to fuck the whole job up, or even fucking driving or all that shit. Like, you got to make sure your head's on 10 for a lot of shit. And that's where I feel like some of that shit comes from, because now we're walking into something we really wasn't ready for, you know? Like, even in college and shit, like, you're hearing your coach screaming at you crazier than what your high school coach was saying. Mm. These motherfuckers telling you you ain't shit. All this. Then you got not only you got your coaches, you got players that is the same person your coach recruited you, recruited you of. So now you got all this anxiety like, damn, am I better than him? Am I pushing? All that shit is not good for your head. Think positive too when you have not Anxiety or a delirization or a panic attack. That's one big thing that I want to tap into. Um, was finding positive was finding the positive through the negative times. It's it's hard. Very hard. It's hard and it's it's hard because it's just like a month. It's just like. I don't know what you can compare it to. It's like it's like trying to get let's say it's like being down 3-0 in the NBA playoffs. It's hard to think we're going to come out and win this. We're going to come back and win all this shit. And you know that's why there's only that's why no one's ever came back from a 3-0 lead in basketball right because there's so much negativity it is hard but it's not impossible all the negative thoughts is is just coming because they're overlapping overlapping and one thing that's not going to help is you sitting around cats man but sitting around thinking negatively it can't help Watch, watch something. Talk to somebody. I was calling, man. I was calling so many people when I was in quarantine, mm. just talking about different shit. Like, it's just some like I was talking to different people about just anything. Like, man, who did I call? I had one of the weirdest talks. We were talking about something. I totally forget, but it's just it, it it is hard, but it's something you need to do. Cause when you start thinking positively, all the negatives will go away. So now uh today do you feel like you're you do you feel like you are safe to express your emotions and, and express what um, you're really going through in life, you know, mentally. Like, I know for me, a big part of me not sharing my story was because, you know, you say something about anxiety or depression, and then, you know, cats be like, bro, like, what is he talking about? Right. Or like, you a bitch out of nowhere. Yeah. Stop like, being you, soft. You feel me? Stop being soft. But, and that's, 
And that's why I really wanted to get on the podcast because I see you talking like Mason and all these other Sean and them. I'm like, bro, you know, like I want to get on there just to talk about it because I've had you are the you the you're the third person I've talked to about this where they actually went through deliberation. It's you, Tori, my Tori, and uh. Um, my best friend Cadence. See, I've all went through something that is like we don't feel real. We're having too much anxiety and all that, and that and that helps. It helps a lot because, like, it might sound weird. Like when when Tori told me what she was going through, I had relief. I didn't have relief because. I have relief because it gave me a little bit. I'm not fucking crazy. Mm. It's it's okay. I can help her now because I gotten through what she's about to go through, and it was hard to watch because you know, and it's hard because as they're going through it, you're thinking about, damn, I went through that. Like I don't want to go through that again. You're trying to help them, help them, and it's hard. Because once again, them negative thoughts are just going through somebody's mind too much. And it's, I know there's a lot of other people out there that have it, but just like we say with the men, you feel me? we don't want to be soft or we don't got time to talk. And what, what a lot of people don't get, that's when, that's when life changing things happen is when you don't speak up or like real shit, like, Basketball, football, work, anywhere, bro. Like when you start feeling that way, there's jobs that got therapists that get paid to talk to you. Your, your school got counselors. You got your coaches. You got your roommates. You got your uh, teammates. Talk to somebody. Yeah, maybe they might not get it, but as long as you get out, maybe someone really got something for you that like. Oh, bro, I know exactly what you're talking about. My mom get through it. I'm going to hook you up with my mom. She'll tell you. I've had, my mom's got me on phones with countless people that's like, oh, this is what you need to do with anxiety. And then the one dude that really showed me, that gave me the biggest relief was my, my dad. Mm. My little twin. Like, you see a picture of him, like, that's me. I never got to talk to him through my month of depression because he was locked up when i got the it was so weird too because it was so i needed to talk to him so bad he was the one person i wanted to talk to talk to it went three months or something i finally the phone came up called him like bro like you missed it like man i went through this whole he's like man i know what you're talking about we suffer from that that shit's in the family man i'm like fuck bro no way He's telling me like, man, I know what you're talking about. You talking about when you get high, your heart, your heart start racing, and you give me relief on bro. Like, you know, this is my idol. So like, if he's straight, I'm gonna be straight. Like, Dude. he got through. He's 41 years old. Like, he's cool. He's he don't seem sad. No, he's in prison, but he sounds cool. Like, your life, his life didn't end. So why would I have to? Real talk. Then like, it's relief. Like. Everyone's out here fighting shit is this different shit they're fighting for.
That's the best thing is to talk to somebody or you feel me? Do yeah. something that's gonna help you a lot. That's real talk. Uh, I wanted to get in to get into you know you wrecked your first whip, the Camaro one ish. Mm-hmm. Through that moment, I seen you. Oh yeah. <laughs> you were you were heated, but at the same time, you didn't really look emotional. You didn't really look like you wanted to really, you know, break down and cry or, or, oh, um, you just still like look positive, like being as the being that cat who was always laughing and making and making other cats laugh and just being so positive and having good energy to, to like when you get by yourself and mm-hmm. all the emotions just hit you. Cause I'm not, cause I'm that cat too. You feel me? Like, I feel like we we like the healers, but who will help heal us? And it's and that's the crazy thing is like my bo- uh, I remember my one time my best my, my best friend's name is Vargas. Like that's my like since fourth grade. He uh he like a lot of learning a minimum people have heard my life story or you know I have went through some shit. And he had told he had told his girlfriend like about what I went through and shit. And she she texts him like in letters and like I remember with the whole text message. She's like, How does she stand around and smile all the time? You know, you know me like not nah, sound cocky and shit, but I'm a mu- I'm a funny motherfucker. Right. One class clown, you feel me? Like I was twenty twenty two, you feel me? Yeah. But you know, like a lot of people look at us as clown. Oh, them motherfuckers happy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> man. And it's and but that helps me. Like, ah, nothing else makes me more happier than I make somebody laugh. It's just because I've I've learned that when you negative, it wears off to other people. Like I know y'all felt like some type of way when I wrecked and y'all seen my back was hurt and I was crying in front of y'all. I knew I knew I needed to feel some type of way. First I was I was I was devastated because it was my first whip I worked for and all yeah. that. At the end of the day though, I'm out alive. You feel me? Like a car is not as important as your life. Now, that wreck could have went any way it could have, but that also that's what I need to not be emotional. I need to laugh, or you know, I look back at that dealerization shit and I laugh at some of the shit because your boy was really tweaking in that bitch. Like, I want some crazy. Definitely had some moments like that, bro. I'm over here smacking myself in the fucking face, screaming like, bro, like let me out, like be doing crazy shit. And that's why I make a lot of jokes, like, or just not just making jokes or just being that happy dude in the room. Because at the end of what I've learned, there was days where I was sad. And there was nobody to really help me be happy and all this shit. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I became funny or something. It's just something naturally that I like to hear people laugh. Mm. And I've learned that when I see people laugh. It does take from what they got going on. Like, you know. 
simple shit. Like, I juggle my boy Mikey. He wrecked his scat. I juggle him all the time. Is because that's something you need to laugh at. Laugh it off. Just yeah. like when you fall or something, brush it off. Laugh that shit off. Like, I juggle him like, damn, bro, you really hit a fucking Toyota Corolla. You feel me? And it's like, <laughs> you know, he make jokes too. And it's when he's making jokes, now I see like, all right, like my boy, he's getting over it. Or, you know, there's other shit. I can countless things with motherfuckers. Like, shit, I laugh about the shit that happened at Bulls. And a lot of people didn't understand. I was devastated about the bullshit because I was tweaked out and my friends was in there really fighting. Yeah, you, you know, it. being and being living in Ohio and shit. Say not saying it could have, but if say one of my boys did get shot Man. or something happened, I'm not. I felt some type of way after that shit. I apologize to all of them for tweaking out and all that shit because that shit. I laughed it off though. Because I seen videos, I had a bright ass orange hoodie on. Reese over here slamming niggas in the wall. Sean's Sean over here throwing haymakers on niggas. And I'm just sitting here back here on the phone with my mom and shit. You know, it's just. Probably just so much chaos going on, bro. bro. And that's why I'm tweaking, like, damn, bro. Like, you, what the fuck going on? You feel me? You know, you, you got my boy Jacob. He coming up to me, like, bro, who am I punching on? I'm like, nigga, I'm tweaking like, nigga, him. Jacob turned around and started hitting on him. And you know, that shit you can laugh at now. And it's like, that's, that's one thing, bro. That's one of the most important things. Smile or laugh, bro. Real talk. That's, that shit feels so good, bro. Feels so good. Like, I love this. I could, I could sit there and just laugh about shit all fucking day, bro. Like, Nah, that's real. I'm catching myself doing the same shit, bro. Uh, bro, I'll be laughing at the stupidest shit, man. I still laugh at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh at that kiss my ass. My cash. <laughs> man, cash is happy, bro. Like, that's that it. shit is hilarious. He said, kiss my ass, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that flag football shit. <laughs> bro, that, that flag shit. football shit. That was the most like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I remember the motherfucker said he wasn't going to play. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah, we arguing in the group chat. Man, tell us about they not playing, bro. Yeah. Like, you wreck your car, and, and this cat, Mike Taylor, still asking about six. Bro, like, nigga, what? He's like, well, you going to maybe well make it in? Bitch, fuck that league. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why they could just wreck this car? Still bro. text me. Hey, you got that fee, like, <laughs> nigga, f- fuck, fuck that league. <laughs> Money boy shit. Over three in that motherfucker. Over three in a professional flag <laughs> football league, bro. But that's they came in there on guard getting they. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that shit is funny, Man. bro. So who else do we have? On our team, it was the other white white boy named Stone or some shit. Oh yeah, fucking Stone. That thing. <laughs> oh, bro, we need to run this, man. Stone, you suck. <laughs> You're ass, nigga. And niggas like, and everyone trying to compare. They're like, oh, I need the ball. Well, really, who need the ball is the only nigga that scored the entire time 
and it was Orion. No, real talk. None of else you niggas need the ball. We can get Orion open. Right. Stone, until you show me, you pass me, I'm motherfucking Cooper Cup. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't show me. Cash running Z routes and shit. I'm just like, man, what the fuck? AJ throwing pigs. <laughs> oh, hell no. No, I'm out bro. here colder than a motherfucker on the line and shit. <laughs> what is, uh, who else was on the line with us, Cuddy? It was me, you, and it was somebody Reese, else. bro. Reese, was, Reese way with us? Reese, fuck, who is it? Oh, Bug. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bug, bro. Damn. Oh I remember fucking Cash picking me up for the, I think it was like the second game, Cash picked me up, bro. <laughs> you had the mouthpiece in while you was driving? Yeah, bro. standing at that tight-ass do-rag, bro, oh, like. No. In the he Lexus, big-ass Lexus. Man, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious, man. No shit like that, man. Just thinking about that whole flag shit. That, that was one Good, uh, of the most funniest experience <laughs> I, I ever had. Yeah, bro. that shit was hilarious, bro. Bro. Oh, hell no, bro. Because that kissed my ass. That, that really set it off for me, like. And again, the crazy thing is, I get to see his face. Because <laughs> that's a picture I posted on my Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, my Snapchat. And he, <laughs> he's looking and say, kiss my ass, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, niggas just don't know, bro. And that's what I'm saying, bro. And, like, coming back on that shit, like, this is shit you be missing out on. When you're grieving and your pain and shit, bro. But it, it's cool. It's cool to be. Everyone always needs alone time. Yeah. That's the best time to get your therapy for your mind. Anything. But if you someone was so used to having friends and shit around, it's not. It's not cool. No, I feel like what what I started to do. I started focusing so much on myself and not. Tell him, like, I used to be an open book. I'll tell everybody about my, like, what's going on with me because it made me feel good. Mm. But when I got all that shit on my chest, that's what people don't understand. You got all this shit on your chest that causes stress. And stress is something that goes to your anxiety. Like, you got all this shit. And it's like your mind, your mind is like a fucking, like, like a uh, bomb. You take so much shit in your mind, you got so much shit going on. And then you blow up, and when you blow up, it's either you're having a panic attack, you don't just lost it all, you don't know what to do. But then, you know, you could really take one step at a time. Like, all right, this is what I'm, this is what I'm gonna do. Then that, all right, now this is what I'm gonna do. If you ever feel that way, honestly. I ain't a professional therapist or anything. No, but take either. one step at a time, bro. Recognize it. Find something that helps you. And then a step-by-step, bro. I wanted to ask you too, family. Have you ever gotten to a point where um, you have so much ish built up and you um, you just snapped? And or like you kind of let the anger out on somebody like like verbally like um not not like beat the ass or nothing but like you just 
like they asked something yeah, simple I, and you just blew up. You was like, bro, like what yeah. the fuck or something like. Definitely, definitely. Recently, I would say someone that I did that on was my ex girlfriend, mm. and you know, and that's why I I called things off because that's coming back to my point where. I need to make sure myself is good before, you know, it's just a lot of shit that I don't want to talk about because it's about mental health, not my personal bias shit. But Dude. I've seen shit like I got so much shit going on. I'm not texting somebody or blah, blah, this. And to a point, somebody say some shit to me. Oh, yeah, I'm about to let them have it. Like, bro, you don't know what the fuck going on. Like, you worry about this shit. I'm worried about and there's, I'd be blown up all the time. But now when I blow up, I just get in my car and just drive. Mm. Fuck it. Like, you know. I, and that's one thing. When I start working myself up, I do, I do tend to put it on other people. And that's something I don't like doing. That's why I'd rather go take that drive. Or, you know. Call your best friend or that person that you feel comfortable talking to before you blow up. Because mm. why you blow up? It's because you got all this shit. You trying to do all this shit and then somebody kind of, it's just like you ticking. That motherfucker come up to you on some bullshit. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people blow up. Even when you see it in colleges, I was just watching Last Chance You. You see some cats that fell in school and shit. And why they're so worked up on the field and they blow up and they do something stupid. And I got all this fucking stress and people don't understand that. And I come, I can see a lot of people when they're worked up or they're not feeling it because they're taking anger out on you that they don't need to be angry about. Mm. You know, like, I've seen it countless times. Like everybody blows up. It's just, that's something you can't be doing all the time because. There's people, people out here trying to help, not make shit worse. You know, obviously you're not thinking about that, but. No, man. Everything that you're saying right now is definitely some real ish. This, this is coming from a, another cat who's class clowning, supposed to be always happy and right. just, just trying to stay positive every time. And I have, I be telling, people be telling me all the time that I've changed. That should be hurting my heart. Mm. Because I know, I know, I mean, I remember one time I was, at, I was working at UPS. I had somebody, I used to walk in there all the time, you know, just before I was a supervisor, I became a supervisor. And he was another super, he came up to me, he's like, man, you used to walk in here and smile every day. What happened? And he woke me up, I'm like, damn, is this job really tearing me down like that? My best friend Kay and she tell me like, shit, she's like, you're not as funny as you used to be. And, you know, and what I looked at it, you know, I kind of grew up, you know, we all going mature, but you know, I'm not always on goofy ass time, but that's what happens when you grow up and shit. Like, I can't be a fucking comedian 24 seven, baby. Real talk. (laughs) That's real. Facts. Hell no, man. Still the funniest motherfucker out here. Trust. But. I'm already known. <laughs> this nigga, man. Nah, uh, bro. Yeah. 
Nah, shit. I want to say that I appreciate you for coming on here. Hell shit. yeah, bro. I needed that. Man. I've been wanting to talk for, about that shit for a long ass time. Shit, I'm already knowing, bro. Um, I feel like all of us men do. Just to have There's a... Definitely. Just to have that safe zone of, you know, bro, fuck it, bro. Like, I can be myself and not have to put on an actor and not have to be all just professional and shit. There's so many things in life where we got to act a certain type of way or uh, carry ourselves a, a certain a certain type of way, you know, like a job interview or something. Right. For me, like football coaches or scouts and stuff. But for you to uh, just unapologetically be yourself, I feel like that's a – that shit gets a lot of things off your chest, family. Like, lets most of that steam off your head. So, I appreciate you for coming on here and really talking about it and giving these cats knowledge and you just being a regular ass person. You feel right. me, brother? You're not no damn famous athlete, none of that shit. Like, no big business owner. One thing I did forget to say is God what? helped me a lot too. Trust. I ain't even say nothing about the man himself, but. That's the one. All praising him too because like, talk. praying and all that. That definitely helped me a lot. I can't believe I forgot about him. That, but there's definitely someone important to help me. But yeah, okay. man, I should. I need to start one of these bitches. What the mic? Not nah, podcast. Oh shit! Hey. I would want to do. You know, like. I want to do just have random other other people, you know, yeah. that need a therapy podcast. Yeah. Therapy session. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I really started this podcast man, just for casters. Just really vent. That's the reason why, like, most episodes, you won't hear me do, like, most of the talking because I want to yeah. hear your side exactly. of the story. Yeah, that shit fire, bro. You I feel me, Bella? I'm not trying this. to take over anything. And the thing about podcasting is that, like, Bro, I just bought two mics, bro. Fuck, this nigga just this nigga just Nah, but yeah, bro. Like, I just bought just bought the two mics. Just you know what, bro? Like, I know cats who need to talk. Yeah, slide to me, bro. Like, shit. and really just vent because one thing I learned from talking to multiple people is that we all got our own problems in the world, and you never know what what knowledge that someone has that can help you better yourself. Exactly. That's bro. the reason why I enjoy doing And that's shit. exactly why people need to talk to certain people. Yeah. Everybody got something different. Like, me and you, you said you don't like driving at night. Something I like to do is just all this different shit. And there's always different shit to help. And that's, and it comes with, not even with the mental health, but like on a life aspect. Like, man, I've ran into so many OGs or different people. Like, I know so much more shit than when I was 18 mm. in three years. Like, if I look back at my 18-year-old self, he didn't know how to use a tape measure, didn't know how to parallel park, this, didn't know how to do certain this, the law, all this shit. And you learn it from different people. You learn it from another human being. And I've got, I've told people about shit. I've taught other people about shit. And it's like, it's what you need. Like, can't do all this shit by yourself. It's all. You feel like you want to, you don't need to. That's the biggest thing that I, I learned, too. You know, like, we all got a village. You exactly. know, call out to your village and call out for that support. 
because they definitely will be there. Shit. So, you got anything else you want to say? Sure. Before I wrap it up, family? Shit. Be positive. Um, shit, you can always hit my line if you feeling some type of way. Shit. Trust. Hey. Hey, man, y'all heard me. You biggie, bro. So, <laughs> again, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. And of course. Really just giving us the real shit, giving me the real, helping helping me improve on my mental health in ways that I can improve myself. Um, shit, I want to say that. I'm proud of you, too, family, for coming this far. Thank you, bro. You, too, boy. Man, I appreciate it, bro. Mm-hmm. Real talk. But for, for you to come this far and do all of the trials and tribulations, that's – that's an achievement right there, real talk. So, before I really close, before I really close this ish out, I want to ask you to somebody out there that's really going through some hard times or just need them words of encouragement. What can you say to them, or what do you want to say to them? Uh, that shit don't last forever. Your body, your body is going to find a way out or you're going to find yourself, you're going to find a way to fix it. None of this anxiety, none of this is uh, forever lasting. Find your reason. Find what's going on. Find some shit that can help and do step by step. That's all I got for real. Step by step, man. Brick by brick, one step at a time, one foot in front. Of the other, man. So, hey, man. Y'all go attack Miggy. I'm going to attack his Instagram when I post this this episode tonight. Coming, like, right after this. So, thank y'all for tapping in. You know, like, uh, follow the Spotify and Apple Podcast for updates on new episodes coming. And uh, thank you. Love. <laughs>